All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast. The Tuesday pre-Thanksgiving tradition continues. I am joined, as usual, by Mr. Neil Smith. Neil, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Getting ready for the uh, for the greatest football holiday. Uh, I, there was something about some meal as well, but I don't know. Yeah, well, it's some mostly sort of football. His, some, some sort of history lesson takes place, but uh, but for those of you listening to this, it's the greatest football holiday. It, it is the football holiday. We're also joined today by Mr. That FF Nerd, Jason Draven. Jason, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm just excited for this holiday to come up and go by and get on to Christmas. I was waiting for him to jump that cue, too. <laughs> See, I was waiting for the joke. I thought he was going to do it as Prepare. a joke. No, no, too late. <laughs> the most I was ready joke of ready all time. It. I thought he was going to do it. I thought he was just going to go for it. Uh, I couldn't help. But no, myself. we're right. I mean... We're getting ready. We got our holiday traditions. Neil, I know you have yours. We're uh, we're actually trying to start some new ones here in Texas, so we'll see how that goes. We're with my uh, sister-in-laws on Thursday, so that'll be interesting for the yeah, first good luck. time. Good luck with yeah, that. Thanks. That's, uh, that's going uh, to th- be a full this day. This is going to be the first time in a long time I'm not actually cooking, so wow. I'll actually just sit back and relax for a change. No so we'll, deep fried we'll turkey for Steve. No, that's right. Ooh, they're, they're, that's, they're, they're doing no, their own thing. So no Cajun bird. Oh, man. I'm all right with that because Brave the cleanup for that is horrible. Yeah. Uh, so to not have to deal with that is wonderful. Well, you also don't have to – you get to. You don't have to worry about – you have to deal with a lot less of the cooking, and so you can just kind of watch football and deal with the kids and the dogs. It's a lot. Right, and that never A lot happens, less work. So. Yeah, it's a lot exactly. less work. Exactly. In theory. All right, what are you doing on Thursday? You know me, man. Thanksgiving is my uh, – the beginning of my – my five days of vacation uh, annually because my schedule gets insane this time of year. So I don't go and deal with, uh, I live a thousand miles away from the majority of my family live on the Southeast. So I will see them for the big family reunion deal at Christmas. And uh, I am making a giant rib roast. That is my game plan. Nice. Wake up. I know it's always a different variety of meat. Yeah, typically. Cause it's why I don't have, there's no one else to please except for me. And my cadre of misfit friends out here that also don't live near their families. <laughs> so we're doing one year we did that Gordon Ramsay rib recipe, which was phenomenal. Right. Highly recommend. We'll put that on social media if people ask. It's amazing. Uh, and then uh, a couple years ago we did a rib roast. I think this year we're going back to rib roast because we've got uh, that group of people coming back out. So it's a giant crown rib roast with uh, garlic and uh, all the different trimmings in there. And that pretty much goes in in the morning. You don't have to do too much except check on it. And it leaves you free to uh, to watch football and gorge yourself on side dishes. So yeah, that's my deal. And then I'll see my family at Christmas for the giant annual like kind of Christmas family reunion because that way people come in from out of state. I I would love to do it twice, but it'd be like two four thousand miles of flying in like two months. Yeah. It's just not doable. It's not feasible. Uh, Jason, yeah, I don't really have any. I mean, I like to watch football, and I that's the only day I get off. I don't get the day off following it normally oh that's not good so i normally just get that one day off because they are required by law to not let us work so like okay i'll be here so i don't do anything we got so fed up with people asking for that day off they just were like you know what we'll just give you the day off and we'll change a different day and then just let you have off if you request that day off but i'm just not i'm not dealing with this anymore I'm just not taking it. One more request for the day after Thanksgiving, and then they just changed it. 
So it's it's been uh, I gotta tell you, I think everybody's pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. I, I've at, to this point, I've pretty much always had Black Friday off, uh, but now working where I am with the school district out here, uh, I get to do this whole week off. Uh, we have a lot of like football playoff stuff because you know Friday night lights. But other than that, I mean, I'm not really doing anything this whole yeah. week. So where you live is crazy. Everybody's on some sort of high school football team forever. I mean, to Just. be fair, it's the it's the land of Kyler Murray out here. So Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. I mean, the list goes on. <laughs> yep, it's just it's Texas football, baby. All right, but let's uh, let's go through uh, the Thursday games. The football preview. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. No, not that football. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's the one. You just don't understand football news. Good news, everyone. And stats. You need to win. You play to win the game. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. So with the second show this season, we aren't going to try to guess what's going to happen on Sunday. We will be back, as I mentioned last week, for a Friday episode this year. Uh, So we are just going to go through the three games happening on Thursday. You started off with Lions-Bears, and then it's Cowboys-Bills, and then finally Falcons-Saints is your nightcap. Uh, QB tight end news, Jeff Driscoll dealing with that hamstring injury. He is, uh, I mean, there's still no Stafford out there. He's going to try to play, but we'll see. It'll be closer to a game-time call. David Blau, who we've talked about, he would be under center if if Driscoll does not play. If there's no Driscoll, are you just staying away from all Lions in fantasy this week, Neil? Oh, the, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you may still have to play a Kenny Galladay or a Martin Jones just due to lack of other options. Those are the only two guys that would be high enough to crack it properly in my rankings. <clears throat> it, uh, it makes Bo Scarborough hard to rank as we'll get into when we get into into running back news properly. Um, but yeah, everybody takes a, takes a definite dip, for sure. Especially because the the, uh, the matchup, even though the Bears defense hasn't been, quote-unquote, the Bears defense, still above average. Sure, sure. Jason, you agree with that sentiment? Uh, I actually am kind of looking at maybe McKissick as being a good option, just because it's going to be that close target that he's going to aim for. Oh, uh, just the I, dump off festival. Yeah, sure. that's kind sure. of my thought. That'd be the one person or Jones as like the senior receiver that's smart enough to come back to the ball and kind of like try and help the young quarterback out or inexperienced. Sorry, but yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. That's a good point. Uh, Austin Hooper also dealing with the knee injuries up in the air. Still hopeful he'll play this week. So that's kind of just a wait and see type situation. If he does go, uh, Jason, are you going to actually play Austin Hooper if you've got him? I mean, if you've held on to him for this long, you might as well throw him out there. <laughs> I mean, I, he was the number it, one tight end before he got hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I you saw how Kittle did coming off of an injury. All right. <laughs> just you trust the matchup in the knee given the turnaround. I mean, if you've been dealing without him, is kind of the other side of it, right? If you've been without him for so long, maybe the guy you've been riding to this point, you're you're willing to ride it one more week and hope Hooper gets right 
for week 14. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, depending on who it is, I mean, a lot of your right. regular tight ends are going to be touchdown dependent. So it's one of those things that you just have to take yep. that into account. It's a dart throw. Yep. Yeah. Just because of targets, I like Hooper over majority of those just for that reason. You should have those targets with Julio being yeah, and everything else. It's just one of those things that I would, I think that he'll be a decent option if he's back and playing. I know how you feel about that because you have Austin Hooper at QB2 this week in our rankings, which go up on Tight Tuesday yeah. every week. That important nonsense. But I've almost ranked him. I've ranked him differently. I'm not 100% convinced he's going to play. I was just curious, what's the Mendoza line? If that's going to be the advice, is the Mendoza line Ryan Griffin? Are you playing Ryan Griffin over uh, like over Hooper in that case? Because that's the more helpful thing, I think, for people just to nail that down real quick. Is like, what's the cutoff on I'd, what you're talking about as replacement? Like Greg Olson? Yeah, or is Olson or maybe Olson? Hollister. Like, those would be people that are probably in that same range that I'm not going to... I'd rather play Hooper over Olson or Hollister. I don't know what you guys have at your, as your ranking, so I can't really tell you. No, 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 no. But that's why that, I brought like... that's why I brought it up though, because I do have the rankings, obviously. And so what I was saying is, just trying to. I gave you guys that are in the that are in the rough range. You went a little bit, eh, not that far off page for me, but a little bit off the page for Steve with Hollister. So he may disagree with the Hollister. But from what, if you're just going by what's on the page, Steve would be playing Hooper, assuming that Hooper. Yeah, like I said, if Falcons. he's if he's playing, I have him ranked as if he's going to play, and I have him too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you're gonna you're ranking yeah. him as though like if he's playing, he's playing for you. So that's just kind of the sentiment there. So that's why I was trying to figure out like, okay, that's good. That's one person's opinion. I'm less convinced he's gonna play. So that's why I was trying to figure out what the Mendoza line would be for replacements if he was gonna play, and let's say if he's limited. Yeah, if he's limited, let's see. Fair enough. I, I definitely think that Kelsey's above him for sure. Kittle's above him. Uh, Henry's probably above him. I, Waller's definitely above him this week just because of. The fact that I'm no Renfro there. So, well, that's why I, I kind of tossed out Mark Andrews, and I figured I like, Jared Cook is kind of the conversation starting point. Greg Olson, Ryan Griffin is kind of the area that I had made it to. I'd that's have why. Griffin higher than Olson, and uh, he's probably just below Cook just because he gets those longer passes. But would all three of those guys be above Hooper if he was going to play and be limited? Olson probably would be just barely above him for that reason if he's limited. But okay, he, so he's, they play him and he's going to be full go. Like, he was playing, he's full go, but that's that's kind of where I almost feel like that's the adjusted ranking that I would put out on Thursday if I found out he was playing and he was going to be a full go and he cleared warm ups. I'd probably slot him in, probably not quite a two or Steve Heaven, but five, four, probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Because, you know, as, as Steve points out, he's number one tight end yeah. before he got hurt. All right, running back, Devonta Freeman still banged up dealing with his injury. Uh, Brian Hill has been meh is probably the word to describe it. Uh, if Freeman is going, are you trusting Freeman at all? No. <laughs> I didn't trust him beforehand. I mean, I'm the rest of his schedule just like atrocious. Yeah. I've actually dropped him, so I'm just, I just gave up. I was like, no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> if he suits Devonta up, Freeman. Neil, where would you rank Devonta Freeman? If he was to actually suit up. Saint has a good run, D. Keep that in mind. Well, like, I don't have him ranked because I'm actually, assuming he doesn't play. I actually don't have him ranked either. I'm assuming he does not play. If he were so, to play, I would have him rated somewhere around 34, 35, somewhere really? in that neighborhood. Okay. Pro- 
probably in there. Yeah, because I'm not. I I'm more or less of the same mind with our friend that F that FF nerd there. I'm I'm <laughs> more you. or less done with. I'm more or less done with it. Like it's it hasn't worked out. They they couldn't run the ball to begin with when he was when he was there, and they've been playing better. But I'm still not convinced that they're gonna act, that's gonna translate. So. I where would you have him if he was going to play? Uh, I'd have him probably right around twenty-seven, where I've got Sony Michelle. Okay, you got him half a tier higher than me, roughly, but it's still in that grab yeah. bag of it's still in right, that grab right outside bag of, of running back two, high end yeah. running back three, yeah, flex it's in, territory. It's in the grab bag of Kenyon Drake and Kareem Hunt. I'd rather have yep both of them. Are right. Yeah, it's in that neighborhood well, of people, plays. PPR totally agreed, nice. and if he's out, Brian Hill. What are, you, what are you making of that right now, Neil? Uh, I have, Well, I've got him at 44, <laughs> so not yep, much. I'm also out no. on that. It's been uh, terrible, to say the least. So, no, this is uh, how it Jason, goes. Jason, you agree okay. with that? It's, it's yeah. the backup to the running back does well. So whoever that person is, that's who I want to play. Oh, no, we got that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, let me see if I can get the pronunciation <laughs> here. It's uh, Quadri Allison, actually, who at uh, 58 is because yeah. he's going to vulture the touchdown. Perfect. So that sounds that's, about right. That's yeah, actually how they're that in the Coleman group. So, Coleman rule. No, yeah, no. I factored all that in here on these rankings. These rankings are comprehensive. Okay, we put a lot of work into these every week. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm fans. just going to go straight into wide receiver. We're going to talk about Julio Jones here dealing with the shoulder injury. Uh, more than likely, not going to practice at all this week. It was a good sign that he returned to the game late, even though he got that injury about halfway through the third quarter. But you obviously don't love the short turnaround. If Julio suits up this week, you gotta trust him, right? Trust him as a what? <laughs> like if you're as as a I, starter. Ah oh, man, if I, you're starting I, three wide a, receivers, I find it hard to believe you're not fair. gonna start Julio Jones. That's fair. If it's your if you you have to start three wide receivers, I that's fine. But it's one of those things that you really have to temper your expectations because more than likely he's going to have Lattimore. I'm assuming is going to be healthy. He struggles against him. I mean, it's one of those things that usually what will happen is Ridley's going to come in and steal that touchdown, or Hooper, one of the two, will end up stealing his touchdown, and he's going to have seven catches for 85 yards. I mean, not that but bad, it's but it's one of those still things. Still a great it's game. It, I agree. It is a very good game, but it's also people weren't happy with Gallup last week with that same kind of a line. and. It's one of those things that people are expecting so much out of these top tier wide receivers, but when they have that tough matchup, it's I mean, that person they've been playing against each other forever, it feels like. Neil, you trust in Julio Jones there? No. Flatly. No. Really? No word. Yeah, no. I, so I if, uh if so he's gonna you're, play you're gonna hold gonna on, hold him. on, hold on. It's not what I what I said, what I have I have him if you go look at my rankings, I have him ranked eighty right now, because I'm actually thinking he's not gonna play. So that's I've got Calvin Ridley higher than normal for that reason a little bit, even though not as high as other people, uh, because I'm not crazy about him being the one out there with with the, the aforementioned uh, Lattimore coverage. Not not a fan of Ridley's ability to deal with that. Uh, but um, for Julio, I've got him rated as he won't play. If he were to play, I would re-rank him, obviously. And yeah, if you're going to if he's going to be playing, then you're going to have to play him in terms of where I'd have him rated. I'd probably have him somewhere in the 20s. I'm thinking somewhere in the like 23 neighborhood. Bring Calvin Ridley down. 
mostly because I'm concerned that he's going to be out there playing hurt and he's not going to make it through the whole game. There's a lot of a lot of red markers on that one, unfortunately. Oh, man, he's going to be so drugged up, he'll be fine. That's how he finishes. I mean, I'm I'm factoring in that he doesn't rest all week. He comes out and plays, and he's a shell of Julio Jones. And I've got him at 14. I mean, if he was if he was a hundred percent full go, he'd probably be up there at five or six. I mean, there there's a very real possibility. And in this game, they're down 20 points and just chucking it around in the second half. I, I get the matchup nightmare, but, I mean, I'm not that scared. Am I crazy here? Well, there's a good way to check on that. <laughs> um, there's doctors for that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I have, a, I have a different way of doing that, but you, you want to start psychoanalyzing Steve <laughs> on the podcast? If you want to do... We could do a segment where you just... Should have done that years ago. We'll just have the nerd put Steve on the couch and have him realize what's going on. Well, let's just do this for example. Okay. Early in the year, they've already played the Saints, and he put up 10.9 points. Three catches for 79 yes. yards, no touchdowns. Yes. So In a game they led the whole way. Yeah, but have you seen Ryan throwing lately? Like that's, I'm just really struggling to trust that he's going to be able to get anything done. Like He's looked so bad. So... The highest rated on the Fantasy Pros expert consensus for this week of those submitting ratings thus far has Julio Jones. If you go by the actual number, he comes in at 58. But if you just factor in the people that are actually ranking him, he would be a top 10 play somewhere between two and eight, depending right. on how you look at it. But that's the spread for you. So all of the people that are rating him and are assuming that he's going to be healthy and he's going to play which were the caveats that you gave. No, yes. you wouldn't be crazy. You'd be somewhere within the consensus. And that's what I'm saying. I feel 14, I feel like, was a conservative ranking. And you're saying you'd have him down in the mid-20s. So that kind of jarred me a little bit. Because I think that, I don't think that, I think I may think be he's more, more of a decoy. I, I think he's more of a decoy. And I think that he's going to be just out there to, to draw Lattimore away. And just they'll throw the ball to Hooper Ridley and try and move it that way. Because I still think, I think you're right. I think they could be down 20 and they might take some shots to Julio. But if he's a shell of himself out there, we've seen him play hurt well. And we've also seen him play hurt not so well. So it's just a question of how hurt do we believe that he is. It's a good sign he came back into that game last week. But, you know, Kittle came back into that game too. And missed well, the other thing too is it's not like Amari Cooper with the knee injury. And, and the chronic leg problem, this is his shoulder. This, is, this has nothing to do with his speed, his route running. This is all about can he take the hit and catch the ball. Yeah, and so that's going to be the question for the game. If he can, then sure, he could easily be like a top 10, 8 you know, play. I don't know if I'd go to 2. But I'm not 100% convinced that he's actually going to play on the day, which is why I'm a little bit more concerned. I don't know. Jason, you do trust and bust, so... If if Julio was uh, was to play, what would be your expectation? I mean, just based on his numbers, I'm still I'm I'm not. He's a wide receiver too for me. Uh, PPR, you're looking. Most players are probably going to get eight at least with just the receptions. Uh, all your wide receiver ones, so you have your eight points there. Most of them are also going to have a touchdown. So you're already at fourteen, which is kind of where I had him. And then any additional yards. I mean, my guess is that your average wide receiver one two is going to be between 
18 and 30 point. All right. Sounds like you're closer to me because technically we all had a wide receiver too, just to be clear, just yeah. to put a bow oh, yeah. on that. As, as 14, yeah. Just, but I'm just like, to put I'm... a bow on that. Steve just has him at the upper end of wide receiver two, whereas I have him at the lower end of wide receiver two. And you're, I think you're literally in the middle of us is kind of the way I'm reading what you're saying. You're at like 19, 20 is kind of where it's at. And I'm at like 22, 23, 24. That neighborhood is kind of where I'd probably end up. Yeah, th- I would agree with that. I mean, like what you're saying too, he's averaging 16.6 points a game, which right now has him at wide receiver 12 for the season. Yeah. Fully healthy. Fully healthy. In a so bad matchup. In, yeah, in a in bad there. matchup. On short rest where he's hurt with no practice. Yeah. That's why I've knocked him down to the lower end of the tier because I just don't trust it in that way, especially in a week where this is it for a lot of teams where it's like, I either need to win this week to get into the playoffs or I need this for a seed. And if your team is that good, see, that's the other side of it though. If you don't have any other better options, I totally understand playing. You get it? You know, yeah, that's again, why we're, 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 we've spent so much time on this and know, a lot of it has just come down to it's Julio Jones and whether he's great or not this week, you're playing him. So yep. there you go. That, that's it. Period. End of story. Beating this to death. Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with Roto Assurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoassurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you to trust me. Or busts. You make any kind of mistake and boom! Players to start. That'll face you be trusted what? Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. And remember, don't trust anyone over 30! Alright, so for Trust or Bust today, we're going to do two different things. We're going to go through... Uh, pretty much every fantasy-relevant player from all three of these games, and we're also going to try to build an optimal lineup in DraftKings format for uh, the tournaments on Thursday. So we're going to start it off with QB. Top of the list is Drew Brees. He's expert consensus QB3. Uh, is he going to be locked in here at our top QB spot? He's 6,800 at DraftKings. Our other options would be uh, Matt Ryan, who is QB7 expert consensus, $6,400, or Dak is $5,700. I'm, I'm kind of leaning Dak. You know me. I like to save the money and go with Dak, keep the money in my pocket, because I think they're all going to get just about the same number. Really? Oh, man. Yep. Just, we even brought it pre-show. We talked about it. Zeke is probably going to steal a touchdown. 
So there's already one. You don't know that that's not a passing touchdown. Oh, you come on. You know, I saw him. He's going to, he's going to run through this. I saw him do it two weeks ago. (laughs) Never mind the details. I mean, I could be talked into into Breeze, but I'm not crazy about the idea of having to play so heavily leveraged on on the Saints. No, it's just a lot on the Saints. Last last game he threw 280 yards without a touchdown. Where it's climate controlled points. and where it's climate controlled and okay. So this time you that. S- you right, had so three that's, touchdowns. Let's agree to it. that Matt Ryan is out of the conversation. We can yeah. say that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think Breeze and Dak were trusting both of those guys. So it could be either or for our lineup here. Uh, so then Matt Ryan currently is consensus QB seven. If you're playing season long redraft, are you trusting Matt Ryan this week? I've been telling people to drop him already, so I'm going to be. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm real salty on it. Yeah, I don't. We've like talked how it about looks. Matt Ryan having a horrible schedule rest of season, uh, and and we actually flirted with Matt Ryan being droppable around week nine or ten, um, just because based on like league size in a ten team league, yeah, you probably already dropped him. But I I don't know. It's an interesting matchup this week. Your season's on the line. Neil, what do you think? Would you play Matt Ryan, or would you play one of the streamers behind him in expert consensus? Probably playing one of the streamers behind him in expert. Is Ryan Tannehill still a streamer? Because that's the one. Yes, yes, he he's yeah, like. I'm doing that. Then I'm doing that. Is what I'm doing, and yes, that's my life. Arnold. Is um, I could see that too. If you really against Cincinnati, sure. You know what? If, why not? Less excited about that, but still, still a possibility. I, I I'm way out on Matt Ryan this week. Uh, yeah, I'm you know, even worse you know, like than you. So <laughs> I have Matt Ryan at 18, and yeah, I, I thought got him I was at 21. Low. Yeah, wow. Okay. So I, I yes, completely out on Matt Ryan. Saints have been giving Tana up like nothing to Hill. quarterbacks. So, yes, please, Hill. for the love of God, Hill. Come on. I t- talked about that Come last on. week with Jack. Like Ryan Tannehill, since he took over, has been a top 10 quarterback. And then he went out and was the number one quarterback this week. If no, that doesn't teach people, touchdowns. never mind. No, I mean, did it, come on. That's number two, because Jackson came in and stole. Oh yes, sorry. Spot. Number one from Sunday. <laughs> My mistake. But yes, yeah, so no, upset. I'm can, like, can, of course, can never count out Lamar. <laughs> He's gonna be number one this week, and then Jackson comes in and like, I hate you so much. All right. Outside of that, Josh Allen is QB twelve. Do you trust Josh Allen this week? He's just safe. I mean, because of his rushing floor and his ability to somehow find a passing touchdown and running one in. I mean, it's... yeah, I have him at ten this week just because it's kind of milk yeah. toast. But he just has he that rushing well. floor. Yep, totally agree. So I, I would definitely do that, and then uh, steering clear of the other two guys. Right? It would be whoever the Detroit qu- quarterback turns out to be, yeah, and no, Mitch Trubisky. You. No, thank you. Underneath so I'd say that. no yeah. to both of those. All right. Uh, let's go running backs here. Alvin Kamara and Zeke, obviously two guys we're going to trust. There's no need to debate those. That's fine. Uh, Kamara, I would say is in our lineup. Yes. yes. And then Zeke is a question mark yeah, at the RB two. Yeah. I just, right. I don't like how Dallas is using him. I don't think he's being used enough and I don't understand. So you're why. just out on all Dallas players. So Dallas no, is like South Cincinnati for you. That's wait, not wait, 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 he likes and, Randall Cobb. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. He likes Randall Cobb. Hold on. It's not all the Dallas players. And Gallup. I think they both will be fine. Probably right um, around that Julio range. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
but yeah, I agree. Camara, Camara is something I'm definitely looking to uh, to to play this week. And uh, uh, if you don't want Zeke, then in the price range, I mean, if you want to pay up for running back, how would you feel about Josh Jacobs at Kansas City? Not playing Thursday. Sorry, I did that thing again. I know. <laughs> okay, so yes. our next best option would then be David Montgomery. David Montgomery, yeah. Who expert consensus is running back 24. Yeah. And if we're talking about difference in price, Zeke is 7,400, Montgomery 5,400. So you'd save two grand, but, but my argument was, what am I going to do with that two grand I'm saving? This isn't right. like the Sunday slate where I can spend it on other fancy things. Like I, Yeah. If I don't you go see further the down the list. It's Devin Singletary, and you play for the. Well, Singletary's fifty eight hundred, so he's actually more expensive, more expensive than Montgomery yeah. is, which makes him much less appealing. Yeah, and I don't want to play Bo Scarborough. That's quite the contrarian play. I mean, Monty or uh, uh, da da da. You could Sorry, play Tariq. Montgomery, or yeah, Tariq would be a good one for PPR. Believe it or not. If, if you look at the percentages, right now the projection is 82% of tournament lineups will have Kamara, 70 with Elliott, 28 with Singletary, 26 with Scarborough, oh, wow. and 18 okay. with Montgomery. Wow, okay. So yes. Montgomery is the contrarian play. Interesting. Like I, I said, rated higher. <clears throat> I like him. What do you, oh, fine. Well, if you want to go that direction, because you're... I'm in the middle, like frankly. So I could be convinced to pl- to pay up for Elliot, and I have no real issue with that. I think there's a, there's every chance, you know what I mean, that that all pays off. But if you were really going to go with what do you, my argument would be the same as answer Steve's question. What do you want to spend the extra two grand on to make it worth it to go to go Montgomery? Like, how are you going to? Where do you invest your your savings then? How do you want to approach that? Well, you you just eat it. I mean, at this point, you're what you're in what you're looking at is a tournament so you want to have at least one guy that isn't scratch that you can throw in and be like this is going to be the one that's going to hopefully get me over the edge i mean this is going to get me my number one spot in my five grand that i get to walk away with i mean at that price he might even be able to fit into your flex though if you go cheap at wide receiver you might take them both yeah, and that might be an option. It's just it, I, because DraftKings PPR, I want to get a wide receiver in there who catches more passes. Like that's a big issue. Is I hate Nagy for not using him in the passing game. Instead, he just wants to throw Cohen out there over and over again, which I get. He's a great pass catcher, but it's one of those things. I just don't understand when you have a pass catching back not using him like using his skill set. That is what he's for. Same thing. With All right. Jacobs. Well, in redraft. Right now, he's uh, expert consensus 24. Are you playing David Montgomery this week if you've got him? Oh, yeah. I like Montgomery. Yep. At, got him at 19. Perfect. All right. Uh, how about Tariq Cohen? He'd be the next one up at 32. Oh, I have Tariq Cohen at 32. So back <laughs> end flex. Yeah. Flex territory. Yeah. Devin Singletary is at running back 21. Uh, are you liking him in that range? I guess you'd play him at an RB2, yes? Got him at 24, so yeah, yeah right, mean, at the, you, right at the end of RB2. You have to because he's getting enough touches, I mean, and they're going to run the ball. Mm, I like Gore, totally. clearly he's still, still not, there. Ugh. He is, but I'm not, I'm not totally sold on their ability, on Dallas's ability to contain the big play. 
Yeah. So, so. that's my that's why it, it leads me to like Singletary is interesting for that because it's like okay, well, all it takes is one, and it, it's very possible in that game that he just slips through a broken tackle and he's just gone. Yeah, I don't know. Recently, Dallas has been stingy against the run, and what yeah. scares me about Singletary is the fact that Frank Gore seems to still be the goal line vulture. But like you said, it only takes one, and he's the big play threat. Yeah, if they need him, that's the if other. Part. If you're just going by my rankings, then you'd play you'd play Elliott and Kamara, obviously. You know what I mean? If you uh-huh. that's that's not really the exercise here. If you're trying to talk about doing what Jason's talking about, finding your differentiator player, I guess the other way to think about that is if that's what you're trying to do, then which makes sense. Then then it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could be a wide receiver. So you could go chalk to go contrarian right. somewhere else if you feel like really I have Montgomery at 18. So I agree. Great play this week. I'm low on Singletary because Gore still scares me and the Dallas D has been better. Well, is so uh, I, I, I feel like he's more of a bust than a trust. Is who still out? Is who still out? Uh, yeah. Linebacker. So it's yeah. going to be Sean Lee there. Yeah, yeah, that's what they've been saying. He didn't practice today. That was on the injury report. Yep. So I mean that would be the one thing is that he's he's still good but he's not as good or fast. So yeah, I mean who knows? It's one of those things that is going to be very close. I I think both of those are that country you're going to play like you you brought up with the percentages, but it's yeah. If you want to go, I, outside, I definitely think Montgomery. If we're going to go outside, that's the way to go. Uh, yeah. Scarborough, like I said, I'm I'm shocked at the amount of people that have him in expert consensus. He's 33. I think he's worth a good streamer this week, right? I mean, that that makes sense if you're... The, the question with him is, if you have to pick him up and play him, you know, is he ranked in a way that you would feel good playing him on Thursday over somebody who's playing on Sunday? No. Probably not, because I haven't rated it 30. So it depends what your other, what your other something is. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the rub there. And I can tell you that at 30, you've probably got something... Yep, you've probably got much better options. Yeah, it's not a matchup. And it's the same thing, too, where we talked about uh, last week or maybe the week before. We talk about it all the time, really. If you're going to do something like that, you absolutely have to make sure that you're putting him in in a running back slot. Yes. Even if he's your third best running back, you can't put him in the flex. You have to put him in the running back slot because that just handcuffs you the rest of the week. Yeah, I absolutely – that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I tell people every Thursday, put them – in their positional spot, <laughs> you're wasting a flex position. The whole point is to be able flexible. The, <laughs> like that's the right. whole point of the position. <laughs> if you're doing something like that, people, and you need to pick up a guy, um, you needed to go. You need to go look for Jonathan William right now over Bo Scarborough because that's a Sunday thing, and I'd rather play that anyway than Bo Scarborough just on balance. Yeah. And that's yep. widely available. So go pick up Jonathan Williams if you're thinking about picking up playing Bo Scarborough. Uh, yeah, we already eliminated the Atlanta running backs. I don't think you'd be playing J.D. McKissick. Uh, and then Cohen that's we talked so about right That's so contrarian that it's yeah. like off the page and into space. Yeah, that's that's really risky, but... I think that's oh, too contrarian. I think it's too Did contrarian. You? I think you're getting cute, yeah. The ones, the ones Of the options that I've liked so far, we've discussed, the ones that I think feel like would make sense are, if you're going to go contrarian, I think the official advice for people would be, you go Kamara and Montgomery. If you want to go contrarian somewhere else, you go chalk there and you get... Uh, you get uh, uh, Kamara and Elliot. Yeah, you get Kamara and Elliot, and you just you just deal with it. You just roll with it, and you just hope for good numbers. 
and you go contrarian somewhere else at wide receiver. All right, wide receiver, it's open and shut. It's Michael Thomas at one, and he's locked into our DFS lineup. I mean, there's no question about that. Yep, that's where you spend your money, right there. So we already kind of talked about Julio. So then the next question is Calvin Ridley. He's consensus 12. I think Julio playing, as you alluded to, Neil, kind of plays a big role in that for me. Because if it's just Calvin Ridley on his own, boy, does that scare the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't like that. I've got him rated like that would happen, and it's like, man, I'm happy about that. I've got him like three or four spots lower than consensus because of that reason. Because I don't have Julio yeah, Ridley. If, if Julio were to play, I would like Calvin Ridley a lot better. Um, so I. I still have Calvin Ridley, I think, low-end 20s, if that's the case. Uh, but, like, I would be way out on him if if Julio doesn't go and he's getting the number one coverage and especially if Hooper's out and it's just Calvin Ridley it's just Calvin Ridley yeah my I'm not goodness a fan of that at all fire up Justin Gage <laughs> yeah Russell busy Gage day Justin Gage to the moon busy day for Gage I mean there's also <sighs> that's crazy too so yeah my you'd have to spend Amari, a, there's Amari Cooper if you want there, to look you'd have to spend a lot of money to do it I get it it would be $7,300, but right now the projected ownership for Julio Jones is 0.5%. Oh, like, so owning good. Julio would be the contrarian play. Wow, that's really Does that interest you at all? Low. It's an expensive contrarian play right there. Man, it that's is. like a shot but call just to the moon. $2,000. <laughs> Sorry. If, we, if you go with Monty and Julio, that's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Throw everybody in there. You're it's all contrarian team. I like it. Well, just yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's an interesting one. Uh, if you don't want to right, do Amari well, Cooper, Julio Jones is interesting. What about Michael Gallup? All right, so Amari Cooper, we talked about this is six grand. Michael Gallup's fifty five hundred. Mm. So right now, Cooper is uh, fifteen in consensus, or I'm sorry, eighteen. Gallup is twenty four. Uh, the other one that's kind of in the discussion is Allen Robinson for Chicago. He's 6,700. He's actually outside of Julio. He's the second highest wide receiver behind Michael Thomas. Okay. So that's that makes me want to avoid that. Oh, no. I like Allen Robinson a lot this week. <laughs> really expensive. Really expensive. Good matchup. Good matchup. Exactly. Bad quarterback. Who else is he going to throw, <laughs> throw to? <laughs> And what's so what's uh, crazy uh, is no, we talked about Anthony ownership. That's like, what they've been doing. The the projection is ninety three percent of lineups will have Michael Thomas, which that's not surprising. The next highest is Ridley at sixty seven, then Amari Cooper at forty seven, Anthony Miller at forty three. Had two good weeks. People are crazy. So the contrarian play is not much of a contrarian play, uh, and then Gallup at forty two and Allen Robinson at forty. God, so he's, he's expensive, so but he is kind of the contrarian. Everybody hates John Brown. I mean, oh, I hate John Brown this week, but it's tough. John Brown would be sixty three hundred. Oh yeah, you, I see why. Okay, never you could mind. have Amari Cooper oh, for you. less money no, than no, no, John no, Brown. That's just not priced properly. Got it. That's not priced to move in, a, in that matchup. Got it. Okay, cool. Never mind. We'll avoid that. That's way too much. <laughs> yeah, the next highest ownership behind Robinson is Ted Ginn. At 22. Sorry. And then John Brown and then Russell Gage. Yeah. Russell Gage. Russell Gage. 
Cole Beasley down at two and a half percent. Wow. Oh, why? Nobody wants nobody wants the bees. Cole Beasley revenge game. Exactly. Why are, this is perfect. But again, it's forty seven hundred dollars. So you you have to pay up uh, for it, but I feel like that's worth it. He's more expensive than Anthony Miller and Ted Ginn. Well, that's that's at least correct, in my opinion. <laughs> I think he's definitely ranked above both those players. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Kenny Galladay is only at 11% ownership. But again, yeah, this goes back to the quarterback, quarterback issue. That's the quarterback thing. He'd be way higher. Marvin Jones is interesting, too, theoretically. What about in terms Randall Cobb? Of re- Randall uh, oh, Cobb. Yeah. Randall Cobb is right there next to Beasley at 2.8%. But, but $5,000. Oh. So you got to pay for it. Man. Not being yeah, Galladay, friendly. Galladay is 6100 not being real friendly at Thanksgiving. So, this is not in the spirit of the holiday, guys. It's because there's only three games, so I they know. have to price it accordingly. No. Yeah, there's no Black Friday sale here. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Cole Beasley would probably be the best bet, I would think. In terms of redraft, I, I would say Ridley, Robinson, Cooper, Gallup, even John Brown, those are probably all trusts, yes? John You're playing Brown. all those guys oh. if you got them. Playing Cooper, playing Ridley, playing Robinson, playing Gallup, playing Brown. Galladay also getting played. Marvin Jones is basically right near Galladay. Galladay and Jones are right at the end of it because of the quarterback issues. Okay. Still that's no where, That's how it breaks off. <laughs> Not in redraft, no, because that no. also factors in Sunday. <laughs> Beasley is at 56, if you want to know where I have Beasley rated. for He's... He's three spots behind Russell Gage. Busy day for Russell Gage. <laughs> I already said. Busy day. Randall Cobb's at 46. That's been pretty much spot on all year. That's just the way the new, except for Randall Cobb recently, which is, I don't even, that's that's one of the most ridiculous career resurgences, that yeah. weird little stretch. Yeah, I have Cole Beasley at 57. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Why do you guys hate Cole Beasley? We don't hate Cole. Hate the matchup. We're, <laughs> we, yeah. He knows his team. If you want to see people so hating Cole Beasley, here's what you do. You go on Fantasy Pros and you look up where the consensus is and then see how much higher Steve and I are on Cole Beasley than other people. Right? That's, that's how you figure that out. Now, I think if we're going to go contrarian, that's probably our best bet it's is to go Beasley. Most appropriately priced in the revenge game and you hope he catches some sort of like 13 yard touchdown and some sort of three yard touchdown right now our lineup is drew Brees, david montgomery zeke and camara it, it worked into it with michael thomas and then that gave us uh anthony miller and ted ginn because of the price we could go beasley uh but then we're gonna lose camara or elliot or we'll lose er- elliot because we have camara locked in so the question becomes, would you rather play, do you like Cole Beasley so much more than Anthony Miller, you're willing to kick out Zeke? And go Montgomery, and then what do you do? What Montgomery, do do? Camara, and then some flex. Yeah, I was going to say, then flex becomes the question, is what do we do at flex? If you're going to look at that. So how bad do you want to, how much money, was it enough money for Cobb? It would be the question. It's 5K is what I know, what he said Cobb would cost. I don't know if it's enough. All right, if I lock in Beasley... That would give us Oh, look at that. So with the adjustment, we would we would drop from Breeze to Prescott. 
which I'm fine with. If we go from Breeze to Prescott, we can still keep the three running backs with Michael Thomas and Beasley. Our third wide receiver would be Ted Ginn. How do we feel about that? Conflicted. Mostly about the Ted Ginn part. <laughs> yeah, not a fan <laughs> of Mostly so that's, about well, that. Well, so we can finish this out here. I think the the easy ones to go with uh, are, first of all, defense. We'll just go right to that because it's the Bears' defense, and I don't think there's much discussion about it. Yeah, no, that's uh, just the way the pricing works. In the because it, not only would the bill would they be the number one choice in my Can't mind at least bills. for the Bears' defense, but in terms of price, they're the fourth out of the six defenses which is just ludicrous to me uh you would have to pay the most money to get the saints against the falcons which after they got pantsed a couple weeks ago i don't know how i could trust that again uh then the next most would be the cowboys against the bills at home which i guess i could see but even then it's not worth an extra five hundred dollars i don't trust the cowboys defense anyway at all and then the lions defense against the bears is $200 more expensive than getting the Bears against the Lions. Yeah, no, you got to go Bears here. It's Bears. Yeah, it's definitely Bears. I don't understand how the Lions are. Do they think they're going to intercept it? Because I don't know. I don't know. Well, they just think Mitch Trubisky's so bad. And so bad, to be fair, yeah. they're not wrong. They're not wrong about that. I I, I just think that this game's going to end up being like 17 to 14 or some slop fest that comes down to a So then right now our tight end is locked in as Jason Witten. Because uh, his price point is $3,300. If you want Jared Cook, who is an expert consensus top six play this week, you'd pay $4,800. So we'd be paying $1,500 extra to have Jared Cook, and I don't think he has that much better of a game to justify paying for it. Do you? I mean, he probably finds the end zone, and I'm not sure Witten will. Well, I mean, at tight end, it's all end zone it's all dart throws end zone dependencies let's see yeah. here yeah i have jared cook rated yeah i actually might do it because i have jared cook like i'm really confident he catches a touchdown in that game so i've got him rated significantly higher than chase win almost 10 spots so <clears throat> i might consider it it would depend if in the course of doing that Who do we have Alec, to is anthony miller less expensive or more expensive than ted ginn uh more expensive. Boo. Okay. So we'd be going down from Ted Ginn or something like that in theory to make this this adjustment happen. See, that's the that's the jigsaw piece. So here's the problem. About. So Ted Ginn is $3,800. So if you're adding $1,500 to the yeah, tight end, it's not going to work. No, you can't even yeah. cut that from there. You got to cut it from somewhere else. Mitchell Travis. Right. Yeah, the, well, that's how you lose <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's how we would lose Elliot, which I don't know if we want to do. So at that point, I, your point is well taken. If you just go down, I have Cook higher than Witten, but Witten is my next best option of the full, of the available options. So I'd end up with Witten. Yeah, it would be Witten and Ginn uh, if you went, like Dawson Knox is 2900 which isn't terrible, but I'd rather have Witten. No, I got to fire up Stumpy. It's only a little bit more. And then let's see, TJ Hawkinson. I have Hawkinson like two spots behind Witten if you wanted to go that way. <clears throat> I have Knox right next to Hawkinson. So it's all right in that same neighborhood to me. All of that is the same, basically. Knox, Hawkinson, yeah. Witten. It's all the same. And then thing. Hooper, if he plays, would be the most expensive by far. Still. So that's not even an option. So uh, Jared, if we wanted to go Jared Cook, we would have to either cut Elliott 
uh, and go cheaper there, or we would have to go uber cheap at wide receiver and instead of Ted Ginn, go with some gadget player. No, nah, I don't want to do that. We're, I already feel like we're close enough to gadget player with Ted Ginn. Who said that? Fair, fair point. Who said that? Uh, let's, it would be Isaiah McKenzie, maybe, from Buffalo. Maybe. That's a good one. That's a good choice. Uh, Justin Robert Hardy, Foster. like I said. Fire up Justin Hardy. Uh, let's see. Corderell Patterson, Tavon Austin. Uh, Those would be oh, your choices in that price that range. Just, all of that just gave me hives. Andre Roberts. These are all Robert Foster. Well, do we I already know said that Robert Foster. is going to play? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Do we know if Hawkinson's even going to play? I, uh, we are unsure if he will actually play or not. He's been battling that injury for a little while now. So, If that's the case, I mean, how expensive is uh, Lance uh, Thomas? Because who is uh, backup quarterback's best friend? The tight end. Uh, isn't it? Isn't wait, it, you wait, mean Logan, Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas? Yes. Logan Thomas is twenty nine hundred, which would be right around. It's it would be four hundred dollars cheaper than Jason Witten. I'd rather have Jason Witten. Yeah, it's the same argument. There's another guy you said at twenty nine hundred. I said I said the same thing. It's not it's not moving the needle for me. It's not saving you enough money. It's not saving you enough money to downgrade from Witten from the idea that Witten could easily catch one or two bunny touchdowns in that game for no good reason. Yeah, I think this is I think this is going to be our lineup here. So we got Dak at QB with Zeke Kamara. David Montgomery at the flex, Cole Beasley, Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, Jason Witten, and the Bears defense. And I'd feel pretty decent about that. It's not bad. Not bad. I feel like Jason's going to go make his own line. Like, I was not associated with this. (laughs) I do not believe in anything you said on this one. I've got Lance Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same. All right. Well, then, if you want to cut out Zeke so bad, who would you cut him out for? Because I agree with Steve. That's the lineup I'd probably go with. I think that's if the you, best. Because if you lock in Drew Brees <clears throat> instead of Dak. With Montgomery into the RB position. Yeah, see, that's what I was saying. So we would lose Jason Witten and go down to Dawson Knox, and then Ted Ginn would become Isaiah McKenzie. And if I'm banking on one home run play, I'm going Ted Ginn all day, yeah. every day. Yeah, over Isaiah McKenzie craziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm doing that too. If I'm banking on the one ridiculous think, yeah, touchdown. If I'm banking then, on one yeah. play from either guy, I'm thinking yep. my best bet is Ted Ginn and Dak over Isaiah McKenzie and Drew Brees. Because I could Jeez. also see Michael Gallup getting out there for a long one on a busted coverage or something. Somebody see that. I can see that happen in that game. That game's going to be... I think people are thinking that game's going to have good defense in it. And I'm like, yeah, it might at first. <laughs> I think it's going to be a slop festival. Would you pay... Because Elliot's seventy four hundred, so would you want to pay the money for Cobb, thinking that he goes off and you're going super contrarian instead? Well, I mean, we're already looking at that with Beasley, right? You just that one player yeah. that's because everything else is basically chalk except if we end up going Dak, then Dak would be a contrarian play, and uh, you would have Witten as well. Everything else is kind of chalk. I know you're all in on Allen Robinson this week. Would you pay the price for that? Struggling here. All right. So you could have Breeze with Montgomery and Kamara, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, and Cole Beasley. The Bears defense that leaves you with Dawson Knox at tight end and Ted Ginn at flex. 
It just blows me away that Gin's a cheat. No, I think he's priced appropriately. You're, they're pretty much telling you what you're doing. You're gambling so on again, this it's, one giant play. It, but that's what it is. So right now, the difference between our two lineups is we would have Dak and Elliot with Jason Witten, or we would have Breeze and Robinson with Dawson Knox. And I'd rather take the Cowboys, as disgusted as that makes me. Yep, as horrible as that statement makes me feel, I agree with it. That's uh, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean... Give me Cowboys fired up, Jason Garrett, trying not to get fired on Thanksgiving! Woo! <laughs> Boy, if they lose that game at home, oh! do you think he even makes it to the dinner table before oh, he's fired? No, no, I think he's yeah. pretty much terminated. Like, I, I, if you lose that game in Jerry World on Thanksgiving, I think I think Jerry will just send a carrier pigeon down in the third quarter from his booth up there. Yeah, you are fired. Like that's that is it. They have a skywriter prepared for the halftime show, <laughs> just in case things start to get out of hand. <laughs> uh, it's uh, not good. Not good. They somehow because the Eagles are just ridiculous they somehow are still winning that division because science all right well there you go so that's our lineup i like it i know jason doesn't makes him sick but i like it (laughs) it's fine oh so enthusiastic about yeah i don't know i the only other player i could maybe see is doing like mckissick as like a safe for option than again uh, JD McKissick would be yeah thirty seven hundred. So technically speaking, you could do that. I don't see that how that's be, safer though. Again, I'm I'm looking yeah. for the home run there. It'd be yeah, it'd be a little bit safer in the sense that you get something. You're not gonna take like an actual zero. But I get Steve's point is the well, that's the risk you run. That's the that is the literal that's, stakes. That's the rub. Yeah, that's the literal stakes of it. I'm, yes, I'm either gonna take a zero or he's gonna hit, and I'm gonna get a twenty. That is the career of Ted Ginn. But there you go. Dak, Montgomery, Elliott, Kamara, Beasley, Thomas, Ginn, Witten, Bears defense. And that'll score like no points in DraftKings because that's how this works for us. Yep. Because Aiden yep. wasn't here to give it his blessing, sign off on it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. his his comment would be, how are you not playing Josh Allen? What are you doing? Bills Hashtag Mafia. Bills Mafia. Yeah. Bills John Mafia. Brown, light him up. I don't care how expensive. Doesn't Hashtag, matter. Hashtag Bills Mafia. As he body slams through a flaming want, table. Yeah, you want to go contrarian, that's how you go contrarian. Why right, is he well, so much better at this than we are? <laughs> appreciate it as usual. Uh, follow us at that FF nerd at nonsense underscore Neil at nonsense underscore Steve. Uh, enjoy the holiday and uh, we'll catch up with you on Friday. Until then, just uh, keep up the nonsense. Catch Friday. Keep coming with the questions. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Music for the Important Nonsense Podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.